Hello and welcome to Two Guys One Sidewalk. I'm Shane. And I'm Keith. Welcome to episode 14. I went ahead and skipped 13 since it was such a bad number for us last week. We did. We, we tried to do episode 13. I was in Baton Rouge for Bozier Day at the Capitol and technical difficulties and audio delays kind of pushed that one aside. So yeah. we'll move on here to episode 14 yeah. today. It was kind of hard for you and I to have a casual conversation last week whenever I would talk to you and you just kind of look at me like I'm stupid for about five seconds and i'm like did he talk yeah then you would talk i was like did he hear me hello can you hear me is this thing on so every time we try to talk i think it was more you could hear me instantly i couldn't hear you instantly i think yeah i I could hear you instantly so i don't know if the internet connection there in baton rouge was causing the problem or the software or what but we are back and we're excited with some for some real talk yes real news Real cool dad jokes. We do have a special guest with us today, Keith, for the real cool dad jokes. Very special guest. And today at Elm Grove Middle School here in Bossier City. Shadow Day. Shadow. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. I couldn't come up with that word. Sometimes it does elude you. Really and truly what I used to call Shadow Day was Skip Day. Yeah, I think. I think so. Elm Grove's having their shadow day. So my son, Hunter Cheatham, will be with us on the dad joke segment. He's shadowing me for the day. And I think he thought he was going to kind of hang out in bed all day and play video games, but we're, we've got him live here in the studio and he'll follow me to the real estate office after that. We'll talk a little bit and learn a little bit about day in the life of a realtor and a day in the life on the sidewalk. I thought a day in the life of the realtor did mean sleep late and play video games. No, not necessarily. Oh, okay. Okay. I was, I was confused there. It sounded like that, you know, that's the day in the life of a fireman is sleep late and play video games yeah. so, and eat they eat pretty well and eat well yes a lot of cooking and a lot of eat. yes so under real talk obviously because it's been two weeks there's been a lot uh going on keith i i, I think i saw something on facebook this past week uh you, you did but, but about? yeah but, but i'm going to tell you one other thing before we get All into right. that i'd like to i read a story this weekend about anthony richardson you know the number four pick in the NFL draft out of Florida, quarterback out of Florida. quarterback out of Florida. He got drafted by the Indianapolis Colts. And the day before the draft, they had a, a luncheon or a dinner for all the first round picks. And Troy Vincent came in and spoke to him. And he was just kind of going over, I guess, what to expect and things that, you know, happened in the NFL, just kind of giving a little briefing and stuff like that. When it was all over with, everybody got up and left. Well, Troy Vinson was still in the in the room, and he happened to notice that Anthony Richardson was still hanging around. He's like, I wonder what he's hanging around about. And about that time, he walked up there, and he asked Anthony Richardson, hey, what are you doing? And Anthony Richardson was trying to clean up the tables and kind of straighten things up. And he said, you know, we left this place in shambles in here, and it's not fair that the cleaning crew has to come in behind us and clean all this up. You know, so Anthony Richardson stuck around and – help clean up with the cleanup crew afterwards, which to me says a lot to a, about a young man who's fixing to be a millionaire easily, you know, especially being the fourth pick in the draft. He sticks around and helps the cleaning crew clean up and doesn't run off with everybody else and make a mess and just bail. I thought that was a, a neat little story about Anthony Richardson. I actually might become a, a fan of Anthony Richardson. I, yeah, wasn't, I, is- I wasn't much of a fan with him at Florida. I didn't really keep up with him, but I like to hear stories like that about guys who – humble themselves. And that was a good way of doing that. Yeah. To be the only one that stayed back and, and helped clean up the place after they had an event or a party. There. Right. Pretty cool. Yeah. That, that, that to me, it said a lot about the young man. 
A little bit better than the NBA player who flashed a gun in a video again this weekend. Yeah, after already being suspended once for doing it. John Morant's a heck of an athlete. He's not very smart. Heck of a basketball player, but all I can say to this weekend on that is, wow. Yeah, I I agree with you. How do you, you're given a second chance. I I look for him to be suspended for a year now. Really? You think they'll I, I go from them suspending for a whole season? You know, you, I would. I guess it's not an NBA suspension. It'll be a team suspension. It'll be an NBA NBA suspension. The team suspended him yesterday, and then the NBA is investigating. And I look for him to get a pretty. Like it was eight games, I believe, for the for his last suspension. So I believe this one's obviously be- he didn't learn his lesson on his yeah. last eight game suspension. But you know, and for the, I would say for the NBA to. Sit, suspend you for a year that's pretty harsh because i think nba is usually pretty lenient on their suspensions yeah well i think obviously you and i know there's all the the gun talk in the world and i think they're gonna i'll make it use this to make an example make an example of him i can understand that but you know what you're you're the face of a franchise you got to be smarter than that and he is definitely the face of the memphis grizzlies and you know 200 million dollar contract 200 million for two hundred million, I somebody else can carry my gun. Yeah, or and and my buddies don't need to have Instagram where they're going live with me in the vehicle. Yeah, that that should be number one as a as a superstar. Do not go live with me. Let yeah. me be able to watch it first before you. And here's the thing: he could hire a security guard to carry a gun and sit in the back seat. True. So, I mean, you got to be smarter than that. Yeah, I'm definitely. sure there'll be more to, more to come on that, but that's just unfortunate to hear that when somebody's that that talented. Yeah, it really is. I mean, like you said, he's talented, but he's obviously not – either he doesn't care or he doesn't learn or he gives in to peer pressure. I don't know what it is, you know, but that $200 million, which he won't get paid when he's suspended. So that, yeah. you know, and it it just doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. But – you know, this weekend was Mother's Day weekend, so we got to celebrate our moms this weekend. Did you? Yeah, we spent the afternoon at my mom's house, which we had a really good time just kind of visiting and hanging out with family. And it was a good day. It was, it was good a day. good Mother's Day for us. We we went to church, and then we went out to eat with my wife and my mom and my kids. So luckily, they didn't really want to go anywhere super expensive. I think they didn't want to fight the crowds, to be honest with you. So we ended up going to down the street, so we didn't spend a whole lot of money. Well, we had plans to go to Cafe USA, and we didn't realize that they weren't going to be open. Yeah, they think they weren't open at all, or they closed they it too. I think they weren't open at all. And we were going to go at noon, and then we found out they weren't going to be open. I'm sure they were celebrating Mother's right. Day. They took the day off, so we ordered a uh, Pizza Hut. We had a Pizza Hut Mother's Day. Hey, uh, we had we had Don Juan's. So, like I said, we we even though Don Juan's is not actually the cheapest place in town, but yeah. it's not you know, super expensive. And like I said, we didn't have to fight the crowd. There wasn't very many people there. So it's hard to get a table of 10 on Mother's Day. So, but I like the pizza idea. I might have to go for that next year. Go home. Everybody was good with it. Yeah. Well, you said we had a little bit of news. I guess I'll go ahead and say it. Last week, since we didn't get a chance to talk about it Monday, the, the Thursday before our last meeting, I announced that I was running for police juror of Bossier Parish District 12. So I'm going to throw my hat out there and see how it goes. That's good to hear. I think we go back to maybe episode one or two where we talked about, you know, good people 
yeah. you know, getting involved, not sitting back and just talking about it, but being involved. So and, I, and, I'm excited. And that's that. one thing that kind of really stuck a, stuck with me is when we were talking about that, it's hard to sit back and complain if you're not willing to get in there and do something about it. You know, and I, I kind of use the analogy. You can't, it's hard to sit around and criticize a boxer if you're not willing to get in the ring and do the same thing. So, you know what? I can't, I'm going to, I'm going to jump in and see what happens and we'll go, you know, and, and to be honest with you, I, I looked at our, our political scene and not just local, but national and everywhere else. And we don't have a lot of average Joes who run for office. It seems like most of the time it's the professionals and things like that. And I, I feel like that, you know, you need to have someone who works for a living, who's lived paycheck to paycheck, you know, and I, I feel like that's not always represented, you know, cause the people who, there's a lot of people who live like that, you know, matter of fact, there's, I think I saw a study that said like only 54% of Americans have more than a thousand dollars in their savings account. You know, so that's, that tells you a lot. There's a lot of people who, who don't have a, who are definitely living paycheck to paycheck and the way things are right now, we are paying out the wazoo on everything. So I, I like to see more average people get into office. You know, to me, it takes some common sense and, I think sometimes common sense has gone out the window in, in politics. So I'd like to bring back common sense to, you know, managing a budget, trying to bring jobs to the area, things like that. And, you know, we're, we're getting that new bridge in South Bozier, not just the Jimmy Davis bridge, but the, the bridge down at the port. That's an opportunity for a lot of growth in that area. And I'd like to make sure that we South Bozier is represented to be in having that come to that area. You know, I know we have the water line going down there, but we want to make sure we have other infrastructure in place, you know, make sure we have drainage. Yeah, and I think a lot of people that are maybe even watching this and, you know, do not know what a police juror does. No. And or, you know, or who their police juror is. And, you know, the police jury basically is responsible for, you know, your your roads, your bridges, your your water, your sewerage mainly in the parish, but there are city jurors as well as I know district 11, Tom Salzer's is what they call a city juror. Right. I think so is Charles Gray police juror. And this one district 12 is a good majority of a city of city juror also, because it, it represents from Rossi Lee South on, on that side of highway 71 with uh, golden Meadows, Southgate, all those neighborhoods along run that side of the railroad tracks. And then South of Jimmy Davis highway, so all the neighborhoods right there. So it covers quite a bit of the South Bossier City yeah, also. You, you barely miss me. I'm on the opposite side of, of, of Rossi Lee. So yeah, I, I heard that you I heard you made them draw the line right around that house so you wouldn't have to be in this district. Now, but, you know, it, it, I just felt like, to be honest with you, and the other thing was transparency. I, I lived in South Bossier for 25 years in, you know, Golden Meadows for 17 years, and I had no clue that you voted on a police juror in, in Golden Meadows. And and I I keep up with politics, you know, more than most people do. So I can imagine the average citizen out there has no clue that a police juror, one, even exists, two, that somebody in Golden Meadows or Southgate even votes on one. So well, that, and I don't think they've had an opportunity to vote for one in a long time. No, no as a matter of fact. The person's been there four terms, right, 16 two, years. 2008 was – Whenever he came in and he's been in there since 2008, and, and I think has run unopposed someone else who probably hadn't run. So 
you probably haven't, you know, if you've lived in South Bozier 25 years, I would be willing to bet there hasn't been a police jury election. Probably not. Because, yeah, like I said, I don't ever remember voting on a police jury. So, and I was, that's one thing I wanted to make sure of is transparency. So people know, hey, there is other people out there representing you in the area, you know, so I like to do things, maybe post the agenda on some neighborhood pages. So you can know what's going on when the meetings are, you know, even post the mid minutes of the meeting so people can look, go back and look at it because the meetings are at three o'clock, two o'clock on a Wednesday afternoon up in Benton. That's that's hard for a lot of people to yeah, make for people to make. That. Yeah, I know it's on, I, I believe, Facebook Live. But, you know, if you can read the minutes on your Web page or a neighborhood page, that makes it a little bit easier. You know, a lot of people deal on social media nowadays. So if they can get their news on social media, I think the the agenda and the minutes might be posted in the Bozier Tribune. Is that what it's called now? But I don't know how many people actually get that anymore, to be honest with you. Yeah, I doubt very many people subscribe to it as they did back in the day. Everybody gets their news online. Of course, the Bozier Press Tribune, I, I subscribe to them online as well. But then that's exciting to hear, and I'm sure we'll have more to come. I guess that election is this October. October it will be the election, and we'll qualify in August. So between now and then, you'll you'll be seeing some posts probably on social media from me about you know come out and volunteer. You can even donate if you want to. So you know that's not something I'm used to doing is asking for people for money. But you know you know as well as I do, running a campaign takes money, so you have to ask people for it, and nobody likes to be asked for money. So, but you like to say, that's kind of the, the dirty side of it. Everybody has to, has to do it. And so, but yeah, I would love to have the support of South Bossier and anybody out there, especially people of district 12, you know, Man, that, that's exciting. And, and anything I can do to help you, I appreciate I'm, I'm all that. in and I really appreciate you stepping up. And you, you know, you said something earlier about the average person, you know, so it, you go down to Baton Rouge or on the national level, where you've got a lot of lawyers, you've got a lot of insurance owners to have someone you know that that like you said earlier is kind of an average joe yeah that just is smart enough and and has enough common sense to get in there and make sure that that you know common sense is 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 being used as much as anything you know i, I i've known a lot of people with college degrees in my lifetime who did not have a lick of common sense and and it, it amazes me you know so, yeah, common sense will get you a long way in life and it can get you a long way in business. It can get you a long way in government. So common sense is a good thing to have. And like I said, I don't feel like we use common sense that much in government anymore. And I, that's something I'd like to bring back to it is common sense. So, I like it. Some pretty awesome real talk today as we uh, hear uh, about Keith's announcement for District 12 Police Jury. More to come. We'll have more information and get some down to the facts of what he thinks he can help with the job in a, in a current or a future episode. Right. Yeah. I just um, wanted to give a little overview today, but I got a little thing, something for you real quick. Speaking right. of the Bozier Tribune, I saw this weekend you had posted some past pictures of your glory days. I and, did. It actually, it, it, it popped up from 2020 and my grandmother had saved all those clippings and my grandmother was really ill in 20, in, 2020 and so i started going through those and anyways i snapped a few of them and and then it popped up yesterday that as a facebook memory 
Well, I, I saw one that I really liked, and I, I don't know if it was that on your that picture or your one of the pictures you posted on your mom thing, but the little two stripes shaved in the side of the head. I yeah. like I like that look. Yeah, I, that like was. That. I think I had like that was the Brian Bosworth. Is look. that the Bosworth look back I think then? I had the Bos cut. You know, I remember one time I was in college and I was just goofing around and I shaved a little bit of my eyebrow. Like I think it was Vanilla Ice that did that. He had the little shave point right. and I did that. And then I had to walk around looking like a stupid idiot with half my eyebrow shaved on, in a little line like that. But you had it shaved on the side of your head. Yeah. So it's okay. amazing the, the stupid things we do as kids. But, you know, it, to me, that's fun to do things like that. And you, you only you only live once. That's right. You only live once. You're so. only you're only a teenager once. I was watching, looking at that, and I was like, man, the '90s were pretty cool. Oh, you know, the '80s were even better. Yeah. But yes, the '90s the were, were pretty good too. But yeah, I saw I, one of those things. I saw you scored 29. I did. That, man. Was, that was our second game of my sophomore year. That is awesome. And of course, you can imagine me. I, I scored, I think, 26 in the first game, 29 in the second game. And I think I'm fixing to be all world basketball player. I never scored 29 again. That was my only 29-point game as a sophomore. Really? So were the third graders not as tough in that game as they had been <laughs> before? Or No, I'm impressed. 29's and that's an impressive number to put up. It was, it, 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 was, it was a good game, and we had lots of fun games. One of the coolest things about that memory when it popped up was all the guys I played with that started commenting and posting on it that live, you know, batting – Jamal McCann was my point guard, lives in Baton Rouge. And, and so then I just started posting. Jeff Gaglio was an amazing basketball player and a friend of mine who lives up in Michigan. And he's like, you you would post the one where you scored the most points. So of course. The, so in the comments, I, I posted a few others where Jeff had like 25. And so it was just fun kind of interacting with those guys when they, when yeah. they saw that. So it's, Probably people you hadn't talked to in years, yeah. and you got everybody gets those memories coming back. And, you and even our coach, Coach Bruce Chafin, was our coach as a sophomore. And, you know, I, I don't know if I've told this story on the show, but, you know, it's when I was an eighth grader and a freshman, Parkway's varsity was 0-52. They had the nation's longest losing streak. That makes you feel good when you're heading up to a program like that. And it was in USA Today – the day after we beat Plain Dealing to go 1-0, and that uh, we broke the nation's longest losing streak. And then we come back the next game, and we play Loyola, and we beat Loyola. So we're 2-0. and We're walking around campus like... A sophomore's know, rock. We ended up 2-22. and <laughs> <laughs> We won the first two games of the season and, didn't and lost win. every game after that. Wow. But you know what? You won two. You broke the streak. You broke so the streak. Then you went two and 74 over that and time period. I think my senior year, we ended up right at 500, pretty close to 500. Now, was that also about the time that Parkway's football team was not winning very many? So, yeah. So, Parkway's football team, I believe, so in 93, I believe they were 0 and 10. And then maybe 1 and 9. Not sure I know, but then C.B. Burkhart, who sponsors Burkhart Insurance Agents, funny dad joke segment, his, in 95, they went from worst to first and made it to the quarterfinals. Wow. And that was probably as far as Parkway had been at the time. Correct, it was. It was, uh, they played Opelousas in the quarterfinals. Benny Gilbo, who ended up going on to Notre Dame, who played them. But yeah, so in 93, we weren't the most athletic graduating class at Parkway High School in 1993 football, basketball was a struggle. Baseball was pretty good. Yeah, baseball. Coach Coker was coaching 
the baseball team, and, and they were pretty good. But I also was a 5'11 center guarding I, six foot six. I was going to ask that. I didn't know if that was a misprint. Not, I saw in there where it said print. So I Parkway played, Center, Shane Cheatham. Yeah, one of the articles said center and one said guard, which I thought was pretty humorous because I defensively I played center. Offensively, I also played center, but I I was mainly a shooter. I was a pretty good shooter. Right. So I was I was behind the three point line shooting the ball, but I was guarding six foot six. I was guarding Lavelle Simmons from from Green Oaks and Mose Caldwell from from Bozier High. And those guys were six five, six six. B.J. Ryan at Airline guarded him. He was probably six five, and I was five eleven. Pretty decent baseball player yeah, too. Pretty, pretty, pretty stuff. So. I did put nineteen on B.J. when we played Airline. There you go. I think he had fourteen or sixteen against him. Did you ever try to bat against him though? No, no. That, that was, was probably intimidating. Yeah, that was probably very intimidating. How, how, how tall? Player. How tall did you say he was? I think he was six five. Six five, throwing probably mid nineties. Yeah, that, that'll get your. He Your heartbeat up a little bit. He was a nice guy. He was a super school. nice guy. So he went on to play for Toronto. Yeah, and then Baltimore. And I think maybe Cincinnati after that. Not really sure. God, I think he had a nice MLB career. He so. did. And I hear he's doing some stuff up in Benton right now. And maybe we look about see about having them on the show where they're doing some teaching baseball, having okay. baseball camps, baseball stuff. So he's doing some stuff back in the community now. That's cool. It's cool to hear. Well, I think that's about all I have on. Yep, stories. I think that covers us for real talk. I know that we, I feel like we might have done two or, two weeks worth of real talk. Well, we didn't get but, a chance to do anything last uh, week. So again, we appreciate y'all coming back after having the week off. Hopefully, that gave you time to watch episode eleven or episode twelve. <laughs> <laughs> episode twelve was we, not our highest performing episode. We went from our one of our highest perform our, our highest performing episode to our worst performing. Yeah, but well, we're we're back better than ever, and we do appreciate y'all being here for the real talk segment. Up next is going to be real news. We are back for the real news segment of Two Guys One Sidewalk. Thank y'all for joining us today on the sidewalk, Keith. It's real news time. It's real news time. You want to talk? I'm gonna up? let you start. I'm gonna, you gonna I'm, let me start, I'm huh? Gonna let you. You gonna let me soapbox. get? You gonna let me get everybody riled up and or get myself riled up and my blood pressure shoot through the roof here? Yeah, I'm definitely gonna get on my soapbox right here so people get comfortable. I hope y'all are okay with that. Let me ask you a question: If a country has eighty three thousand men cross its border, is that considered an invasion? I would say absolutely. I would think so too. Do you know that eighty three thousand people crossed the border last week? Wow. Last week. Just in one week. So more people than so Bozier City has sixty thousand plus. Yes. So more more people crossed than live in Bozier City in one week. Yes. Someone compared it to Dallas Cowboy Stadium crossed in one week and that's probably the ones that they know about you know that's not the ones that got away that's the ones they're giving phones to yes yes and and that's what i was fixing to get in now when they cross the border they get this thing called an mta which is a motion to appear which a lot of them right now their, their motion to appear is not until 2027 so four years out 
So when they get a motion to appear, they get a cell phone and $800 a month. Guess who's paying that bill? Same person that's paying my phone bill. I'm paying that bill. You're paying that exactly bill. Exactly right. So everyone that crosses that border gets a cell phone at $800 a month. Wow. So 83000 in one week. I, the math on that alone is, is mind-boggling. You know, a while ago I talked about the fact that we don't use common sense in government anymore. There's a perfect example of us not using common sense. It, of course, the people are crossing the border. If you're going to give them a cell phone at $800 a month and they don't have to appear to court till 2027, who wouldn't do that? So for four years, we're going to pay them $800 a month. $800 a month. And, and that's probably just $800 a month. That probably doesn't include food stamps. Probably doesn't include housing. Probably doesn't include health care. $9,600 a year for someone that just ran across the board. That just ran across the border. Yes. And matter of fact, I was watching a thing with the sheriff the other night at the border. And the, across the border, it is littered with passports and IDs. Because when they cross the border, they tear all that stuff up and throw it away. That way, when they come in, there's no proof of who they were from another country. So they get to be whatever they want to be once they get here. So we have no clue. Which, by the way, I'm pretty sure we're not testing them either as they come across. And then we bust them to all over the the country. You know, speaking of busting them to the country, I mean, all over the country. New York City, a Holiday Inn in New York City, a 50-story Holiday Inn in New York City, won the contract to house them. So... House illegal immigrants, a 50-story building, $190 a night for a room. Government's going to pay that? Government's going to pay a room, pay it. Costing the United States government, or excuse me, it's costing me and you $100,000 a day for them to stay in that hotel room. It's a 50-story room, 50-story hotel. So it's costing us $100,000 thousand dollars a day i did a little bit of math and they have the contract to 2024 that is 36.5 million dollars in one year to house immigrants in one hotel how many hotels are we doing that for that the 190 dollars a night is not even what the average stay is in that holiday right. it's it's about 148 normally and if they go past April, which I guarantee you they will, it jumps up to like $390 a night. So you, you can't continue to allow this many people to come into our country and the government use our tax dollars to pay for it. And I know there's going to be people that are watching this. As I, I watched some videos this weekend of somebody talking about Bozier Parish and, you know, we're, we're pushing pushing hate in our schools, which I think is absolutely ridiculous because we're not, but, and this might sound like that I'm not pushing hate at 83,000 people that are coming across, but why should we have to pay right for them? No one's paying my cell phone bill. And I'll tell you my cell phone bill. I have my wife, my children, my mom and dad, 
you know, my, my cell phone bill is probably $450 a month. Oh, there's easily. And no one's paying that. For no me. one's paying that, you know, and what gets me is the, the reason why they give this cell phone is so they know where they're at. I don't believe that's no. true. You can jailbreak. How easy is it to jailbreak a cell phone and not have to yeah, be located? Or easy. if you just turn the location off, they yeah, can't find location you. Services all. You know, and of course, what really gets me on this motion to appear, they said that 95% of them don't come back for their court appearance. Well, I bet they don't. I mean, if I had a court appearance four years from now, First of all, I'd probably forget about it, you know, especially if I was making $800 a month. But I'm like you. I don't know how, how we sustain, how we continue to survive as a country doing that. That's just 83000 in one week. I think January had like 150000 wow. February had like 189000 um, I just, I, I, like I said, it gets me on my soapbox. It's really, it's really mind blowing, and and you wonder, you know, why wh how our country is going to make it spending money like that. There's no way we can. No. There, there. When you have maybe fifty percent of the population paying taxes, you can't. You can't. Um, everybody can't survive. No. When only you have half the people paying the taxes, you know, and, and let me get this clear. I'm not against immigration by any means. You know, I, our country is founded on immigration, you know, but do it legally. Through the proper process. Right. And, and, and something else they don't ever mention what, what's not fair about the people who are coming illegally, the people who are trying to get over here legally are getting pushed back. They're not getting the chance to get become because now they're getting caught up in all this and, Probably don't get it. They're probably denying the, the chance. People for, that are trying to go through the process right. properly versus the people that are coming here illegally. Right. It, it just it just really gets under my skin. It aggravates me when I when we do this, you know. And talking about we and I said we're a country of immigrants. You know, a president once said we are a country of immigrants, but we are also a country of laws. And do you know who said that? Bill Clinton. You know, just to show you how far we've come since Clinton was president. You know, we, we're not even trying to stop this anymore. And I know I'm going to sound mean here, but if you continue to support this administration, you're very foolish because they obviously do not care anything about the people of the United States whatsoever. How about we take that good care of our veterans, people who served in our military? Yeah. You know what they did to the some of the veterans in New York, the homeless veterans in New York that were staying in the hotel that they were, they kicked them out to put the immigrants in. Kicked them out. The people who served our country, you know, our homeless going through struggles, we kicked them out of the hotel that we were letting them stay in to give it to somebody who's not even a citizen of our country. You know, and like I said, I, it just... At some point, I wonder to myself, when are our Americans going to say enough's enough? This has got to quit. You know, and I don't know if we're. And again, this to me, this isn't about hate. No. Or not loving people. This is about 
our country cannot continue to do this and survive. Right. It, it has nothing to do with that. I, I don't hate anybody. It's it's business thinking that you cannot survive. That's like bringing your household, you having 20 people living in your house on your same salary that you have now. Yeah. It, it, it can't, can't do it. You can't do it. It The common sense tells you that that does not add up. You know, if you're the only one bringing in the money and nobody else is helping you, it matter of fact, not only are they not helping you, you're giving them some right. of your money, but you still got to pay your bills plus the money you give them. You know, and we have Americans who who can't eat, who can't afford housing. And that's all we ever hear about was we have Americans who can't afford stuff. Why can't we not afford stuff? Because we give money to people who shouldn't give it. We give money to other countries. How many billions have we given to Ukraine? that could have given to American citizens to, you know, we're the, we're the most prosperous country in the world. And we are probably the only country that denies their citizens first. Yeah. It's, 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 to me, it's, it's mind boggling, boggling, it's heartbreaking. It just doesn't make sense. And it goes back to common sense. The administration that's allowing this, where is the common sense? I, I, I really don't know. It, either a, they have no common sense and they're just stupid or they're doing this on purpose. And you have to ask yourself, which one is it? Are they really that dumb that they don't have a clue how this is ruining in America or they just don't care? You know, or are they getting paid by another country? Correct. To, to make this happen. Yeah. I mean, is somebody getting a kickback for this? You know, I, and I, I saw the other day where, Mexico has now said they're not going to take it. They're only going to take back so many a day. Well, I'm sorry. What do you mean you're only going to take back so many a day? They're not our, they're yeah, your they're citizens. Your citizens. You know, and I know a lot of them are not necessarily Mexican. They come up from other places also. You know, Haiti works their way up through there. They're finding a lot of Chinese coming up through there, which they, a huge Chinese male population of Chinese are coming up through there. They found, all kinds of Chinese passports on the on the border when they came across. Wow. So and to me that makes me wonder is there something else going on there that we don't you know. And part of me I get so frustrated with this and because you hear both sides say we need to fix immigration, we need to fix immigration. Neither side tries to fix it. Cuz you know why? Cuz every 4 years they can say, "Hey, you elect me, I'm going to fix immigration." But then they forget about it and don't fix it. But the problem, and then here we come again. Hey, you elect me. I'm going to fix the problem. You know, I saw some of the party. Hey, you elect me. We'll, we'll take care of health care that was government health care. Seems like one time we had control. We didn't take care of it then either. No, we did. So, you know, it just, and I'm not knocking. I'm just, I'm getting kind of fired up about this, but. I just feel like that we need to use some common sense and it, we have too many people struggling in this country for us to be giving away our resources. Well, and we have a lot of people not paying attention. Yeah, that That's the biggest thing. The people that, that, that aren't paying attention and realizing that this is happening. That's where people need to wake up and pay attention and see what's going on and, and realize that we've got to make a change. We can't sustain that. No, and if we continue to vote the same people in office, we'll never get a change, you know, and I agree with you. People are just, it doesn't affect me, so I don't worry about it. It does affect you, yeah. you know, 
I promise you, it does affect you. And, and it just, I, I, it, it aggravates me when I see people who are either blind to it or don't care. And, and I think some of it is they're misled. There's no doubt they're misled. Cause if you turn on the news, you don't see yeah, a whole lot of back it. to why they want to get rid of TikTok. Exactly. You can find I, out all you want to know about all of it on TikTok. I, I agree. Cause I mean, TikTok has people who are actually out there filming it and seeing it firsthand and they're not, don't have control over it, you know? And, but once again, you know, we, I'm sure they'll use the word safety to say we need to control something by the using the word safety. Anytime they tell you they want to do use safety, it's usually not a good thing for you. Right. Not for your rights for sure. But you know, I'm sorry. I got kind of on my soapbox. No, and, and I think it's something that's worthy of being on the soapbox about. And our other real news topic that I'm probably about to get on a soapbox on, it was down in Baton Rouge last week for Bozier day at the Capitol and was very proud that we were able to, hang around on Tuesday and watch House Bill 466 pass the House. Okay. And House Bill 466 basically says that teachers cannot discuss sexual orientation or or, or ident- gender identity in the classroom. And, you know, some people say, well, why are you worried about that? Is that, is that not, you know, is that happening? Is it, it's happening in our classrooms. It happened right here in Caddo Parish where a, teacher was making TikToks and tweets about she enjoyed confusing the or he enjoyed he or she they enjoyed confusing the students by wearing women's clothes one day men's the next next day they enjoyed confusing the students and this is an elementary school teacher and it's happening more than we would unfortunately like to believe so there was a bill house bill 466 that that we listened to the arguments and the debate back and forth, and and then we we waited around for the vote. But Dodie Horton, who's from our area and another state representative, authored that bill. And you know, as as I'm listening to all of it, it just took me back to when I was president of the Bozier Parish School Board in 2019, and you know, we were be we were in a lawsuit because they said that Bozier Parish Schools was allowing prayer. Right. In classrooms. And and I guess what what strikes me the most about this is if we're not allowed to talk about Jesus or prayer, if the teachers aren't allowed to do that, why would they be allowed to talk about sexual orientation or gender identity with our students? I believe that's a parent's right to have those conversations. I agree 100 percent. Not something that you should be talking about in a classroom. And there was arguments on back and forth on both sides. And again, you sit there and you're like, where's the common sense in this? These, these same people that don't want God talked about in school are okay with having conversations about yeah. trans and, and sexual orientation in a classroom. And I just don't believe there, there's enough curriculum for them to teach, whether it's math, English, social studies, science. Why would you need to have conversations as, a, as an educator with students about this? That's mom and dad's job. Yeah, because what if mom and dad's not ready to have the right. that conversation? Especially with a, a second grader right, or a first grader. And, and, and to me, when you have a teacher says they enjoy confusing them, 
that that is sick. It is, and it's, it sounds like a mental problem. And I was glad to see the bill pass. I hope it passes the Senate, and hope it doesn't get vetoed, because really and truly, there is, you know, and I'll, I'll say this: just like people, people that are saying that that prayer and God shouldn't be in schools, they say, well, take your child to a private school, and a lot of people do that if they can afford it. You know what? If you want teachers to talk about sexual orientation and gender identity, then open a school for that. Because that, we had to open a private, you know, a, a private school for people who want to learn about the Bible. Right. So open your own school for that. But in public school, without the parents' permission, you should not be having a conversation about that in our school curriculum, in our school classroom. And it was mind blowing to me to hear the people feel like that these teachers should be having that conversation. These teachers, most of the teachers aren't counselors. No, they don't need to be having conversations with a second grader about their sexual orientation or their identity. That's mom and dad's job. Yeah. That's a counselor's job. If, 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 if a child needs that sort of conversation it doesn't need to happen in math class. Doesn't need to happen in English class. No, and and I know I just like you got fired up a minute ago, but I I was just blown away about the the amount of people that thought that was okay. Yeah, I don't I don't understand that. I, I and I'm, I'm going to ask you two questions real quick. When you were on the school board, was were the teachers allowed to take the kids on a field trip without getting a permission slip from their parents? No. So you have to have permission to take the kids on a field trip, but you don't have to, they don't, they want to make it where you don't have to have permission to talk to their kids about sexual orientation. Correct. Once again, common sense. It's, you don't have to be a rocket scientist. No. no it doesn't need a, to be talked about in the classroom. It doesn't it, need to be discussed. Now I'm not going to, I'm going to go as far to say, I don't care what a teacher wears or what they identify as. That's their business, but it's not their business to discuss with my child right, or your child or anybody else's child, the why, the who, the how that they've come to their particular situation. Yeah, I agree. It, it's, it is no different than Christianity because you're talking about your belief. In I mean, I literally, I can tell you, I sat when I was deposed by the New York lawyers that came in to, to, to attack our, our school system, in my opinion. And exhibit one, Mr. Cheatham, can you tell us about the time that you shared a post on your Facebook page about a fellowship of Christian athletes basketball camp? And I looked at the document. I said, yeah, my son went to that basketball camp three years in a row and a great basketball camp. And I, I, I shared it. Mr. Cheatham, why did you share it on your school board page? Because I wanted people to be able to send them to go play basketball at a basketball camp. Right. And, but the thing, and then it, it, it just, it was one thing after another. Well, Mr. Cheatham, there's an email from our bus driver who didn't want to take the cross off of her bus. Did you respond to that? I didn't respond to that email because if I would have responded to that email, They'd have had something in writing with what my opinion was. On right. It. But, you know, you just, if you can't, 
if you can't have those conversations and you can't talk about prayer and you can't talk about the Bible, you have no business talking about sexual orientation when you're supposed to be teaching math or gender no. identity. I agree. And here's my second question to you. In your, all your years of going to school, how many of your teachers did you know if they were married or not? Very few. Because it wasn't something that... This wasn't a conversation. So what's the difference? And, you know, they, they kept saying down in Baton Rouge, the people who were arguing, well, what if little Susie comes in and they start talking about how their weekend was? And, you know, they ask the teacher how her weekend was and the teacher talks about how her weekend was. Common sense tells you they can talk about how what their weekend was without having a classroom discussion about sexual orientation or gender, right. gender identity. And it, it's just, it was mind blowing to me that, but yeah, I, I never knew my teacher's husbands or spouses. I, I have a lot of teachers that, that were my favorite teachers that, that I can remember having conversations with them, but we never talked about what they're wanting to be talked about in our classroom now. No, no. And so it'll be interesting to watch and we'll keep an eye on what, what happens in the Senate and, and how that goes. I believe it'll pass in the Senate as well, but it's, it's crazy to me that we live in a time where, and look, these teachers have enough on their plate. Yeah. And I mean, as a school board member for six and a half years, our teachers are underpaid. They're overworked. They don't have help from parents on, you know, a lot of students don't have help. And now you want them to start being able to have conversations about their own personal life yeah. and then putting that personal life onto these kids as parents. I don't want that. I want you to teach them reading, writing, math, science, social yeah, studies. That, that, and, and, you know, probably 90% of the teachers want to do that too. Yeah. They don't want to have to talk about other things because I know teachers, you know, I yeah. have family members who are teachers. It, they, they don't want to go into that. Anymore. And look, again, I, I, I say what you do on your time is none of my business. Yeah, I agree. What you do in your house is none of my business. But what you do in the classroom that my taxpayer dollars are funding and that my children are in, that's my business. Yeah. And if I can't talk about God, Jesus, the Bible, we shouldn't be able to talk about him, her, them, they. And we shouldn't definitely shouldn't talk to my children about sex. Right. I think I took sex ed. And I don't want year. you talking to my children about sex with between a man and a woman. Right. Not that I just don't. Not want in second grade for sure. A man and a man, or a woman and a woman. In second, third grade, I don't want you talking about that. Those conversations don't need to be had. So again, I was very proud to be down there when they were talking about that and to to hear that. We'll see what happens with that particular bill and keep keep an eye on it. But, you know, in a time today where, you know, just like I think with Friday, Representative Dodie Horton had people protesting out in front of her office here in, in Houghton. Mm -hmm. uh, common sense. It goes back. That's the, That can be the theme for today's show. Yeah. It, common it sense is. And again, if you want that stuff to be discussed with your children, somebody go open a private school. That can discuss that. Yeah. Just like you've told us Christians that we've got to open a private school if we want the Bible taught. Right. 
they need their own as well. So, well, and you know as well as I do what's going to happen if if the current education keeps going the way it is, you're going to see an increase in private schools, and you're going to see an increase of homeschooling. And well, and, and there's bills down in Baton Rouge right now asking to allow the money, the MFP money that that the state and the federal government give per child to move to those private schools. So, like, let's just say for round numbers, if there's $5,000 per student that's combined the state and the federal government, the bill that the, one of the bills that they have down there, they're trying to get that money to follow that student. If they were going to go to a private school, currently it only, it, it, you have to be in your parish and it can't right. be a private school, charter schools, the money can go. And that's a whole nother debate or conversation that we could, we could get into. But, you know, I think we might be very close to a time where, Maybe that money does need to follow to private schools. And so if you have grandchildren that are coming up and have an option of a public school or a Christian based school, that 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 money will help with your tuition to that. School. Yeah, it's your tax dollars. So that that's that's a whole nother can of worms that maybe one day we can discuss or talk about. And I can get some information on those bills. But so. A lot of real news at the national level with immigration, at the state level with things that are going on down there. We were down there Monday and Tuesday having conversations. A lot of our local elected officials were, were, were there and some of our chamber delegates and some of our, our bigger businesses had representatives there as well. So, And it's good, it's good that they have that because it gives you an opportunity to go down there and meet a lot of the people that are that are down there have right. conversations. So it's glad to be a part of that. Locally, I because I was gone for part of the week, I didn't see a whole lot of local news. So probably won't have much on local news this no. week, but maybe next I, week. I think we probably cover quite a bit on that. But I'm gonna add on one thing to you said, you know, it's gonna it passed the House and I'm like you, I think it'll pass the Senate. I, I would be willing to bet you it's vetoed by the governor and to me, first of all, two things, I, if it is vetoed by the government, I hope the House has enough cojones. Is that the best way to put this? To have a veto session. To have a veto session and override it. I think they will. I hope they do. And But this also shows me, once again, how important an election is. You know, because all the other southern states have gone a certain direction, except for Louisiana, because it usually gets vetoed when it gets to our liberal governor. Yeah. And it's we go all the way back to COVID. I see time and time again where us having the wrong person in in office has hurt the state. And like I said, unless the people of this state, this city, this area, country, don't wake up and start seeing what's going on, one day you're going to wake up and it's going to be all gone and you're going to regret it. And you're going, your kids, it, you and I, it's not going to affect us so much. You know, it's going to affect our kids, our grandkids and people always, why do you get so passionate about that? Because I don't want what's coming up. You know, I don't want that for my kids or my grandkids. Yeah. And I, I wish people would stand up, get involved, you know, anything, to make things better for this country and for the people of this country. So I'm sorry. I'm yeah. off my soapbox. No, I think you and I are on the same page 100% there. 
And again, getting involved is not as difficult as it thinks. It just takes some time and it takes going down to Baton Rouge. You, you and I could walk up tomorrow and go to Baton Rouge and sit in committee meetings and speak on a topic if we wanted to speak on. We could have conversations with our local officials. One thing I loved about our South Bossier luncheon that we've done for years now is we have been able to get our elected officials, our congressmen, our state representatives, our senators, our school board members, our city council members in a room where we can have conversations with them and we can try to get them to be as transparent as possible and keep us in the loop. Yeah, I agree. Now, that being said, some months we have 30 people there. Some months we have 60, 70 people. Right. You know, in a, in a community that, that, you know, probably has 25,000 people in South Bowie. Yeah, District 12 has about 12,000 yeah. people in it. So, in which I think it's the second or third largest district of the police yeah. jurors. So, and I think district 11 which is other parts of south have around 10,000 which is about the second or third they're 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 both right there together so like you said 21 to yeah. 25,000 people and you get 30 to 60 now i understand everybody works but you also everybody gets a lunch break you know well and like next month june the 14th i believe it is on wednesday at 12 o'clock we're going to have both candidates that are running for senate yeah and what better time than to 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 hear both yeah. of those gentlemen speak and talk about what they want to accomplish down in Baton Rouge. And, and you'll never get a chance where you're that close to one of them that you can actually talk to them. Cause most of the time when they're at a meet and greet, it's hard to get close to them. But if you're in a, a small setting with them where they're there to meet with the, the town, it's a lot easier to get to speak with them and, and give them your ideas, you know, but, and, and like I said, I know people have, have jobs and they have to get back to work. But I, I've been in those meetings plenty of times where when the hour's up, I've seen people get up and yeah. leave. And nobody said, gotta, nobody says, Hey, sit down. You can't go anywhere. If you've got to leave, leave you leave. Minutes early, yeah. you, you've got to leave to get back to your job and get back to your, to your, to your work or, or whatever you're doing. So but like I said, if, if we want to change, we can't sit around and not do anything. We got to get up and get in the fight and do something. No doubt. That's so. going to cover us today for real news. We know we had some pretty, hot, maybe controversial topics, but I think both topics are something that we're both passionate about. And we look forward to bringing more real news to you next week here on the sidewalk. Welcome back to the Real Cool Dad Joke segment of Two Guys, One Sidewalk. We are excited to be here today. We have a special guest we'll tell you a little bit about here in just a moment. But first, we want to let you know our sponsor is Burkhardt Insurance Agency. Burkhardt Insurance, CB and Chase Burkhardt can help you with all your home, auto, and commercial insurance needs. They are the guys to go see. Give them a call, 318-746-6716, Burkhardt Insurance Agency. Mr. Hunter Cheatham, welcome to the show today. Thank you for having me. Why are you here with us today? Elm Grove had a job shadowing day, and I decided to choose my father. So, finna tell some dad jokes. Finna tell some dad jokes. I like it. So, we're going to do a little podcasting today, and we'll go do a little real estate work, and then you'll get to go do a write-up about it, right? So, you get to skip the day of school and hang out with Pops. Mm-hmm. Like you got to write a report, a report about it? Yep. Okay. So there's some questions on there. Did you say yep to him? What were we supposed to say there? Yes, sir. Okay. All right. So 
like I said, so are you the better basketball player of the two? I am better than my father. You know, I saw where he put up 29 in a high school game one day. Did you see the video of me crossing him up? No, I didn't see that. He he failed to show that part. Yeah, he gets a little embarrassed when we talk about that. Who's going to tell us the first dad joke? Hunter, you want you want to you want to break the ice with the first one? I guess. All right, let's hear it. All right. Why was the coach yelling at the vending machine? I don't know. Why was it? Because he couldn't get his quarterback. Couldn't get his quarterback. That's good. That's, That's good. good. Mm-hmm. Keith, you're up. All right. I got one. This one was sent to me by Lisa at Citizen National Bank. What do you call a dog with a fever? Mm-hmm. A hot dog. <laughs> that was pretty good. Lisa, nice job there. All right, my turn. What did the buffalo say to her son when it left for college? What? Bye, son. Ah. Oh, I almost could have got that one. I was right there on that one. Bison. I like that. Hunter, you got another one? I do have another one. All right, let's hear it. What kind of doctor is Dr. Pepper? I don't know. I don't know. A physician. A physician. Mm-hmm. I like that. That's good, bro. That's good. I like that. You know the song for Dr. Pepper? Mm-mm. Me either. <laughs> All right. I got one for you. Did you know your pupils are the last part of your body to die? I did not know that. I did not know that either. They die late. <laughs> die late. Hey, Hunter. Guess who told that joke already on, on the two guys one sidewalk? Did you already use that one? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm glad you played it off like you didn't know it, too. That was really good. I like that. See? That's how we work together right there, Shane. That's right. Teamwork. You know, yeah, last time when you left me hanging on that one joke, that we don't do that. But that was good. You let me go ahead and go through oh. it and then didn't embarrass me till after. The, till after. The, yeah, I like that. That was good. All right, good guys. Job. I got one for y'all. Y'all ready? Yes. Why do bananas have to put on sunscreen before they go to the beach? I think I might know this one. Because they might peel. I would have got that right. You got another one, Hunter? No, you just had two? Just two. Mm-hmm. I bet Keith's got another one. Yeah, I got another one. Um, don't believe everything you read in a portal. Because... Cassandra's not up for a good time, and it made for a very awkward phone call. Did she hang up on you? Yes. Yes, she did. <laughs> Don't believe that Sandra's up for a good time? No, she was not. It said she was, but she wasn't. You got another one? I don't. I got a couple I more. I can, get a, I can do a couple more. Let's do it. All right. When I was a kid, I was told I could be anything I wanted to be when I grow up. You know, that's not true. Huh? Identity theft's a crime. <laughs> it is. It is a crime, bro. All right. This is for you. Maybe you can help me on this one. Do you know where I can find a person to hang out with, talk to, and enjoy spending time with? Right here. I'm asking for a friend. 
Did you get it? Asking for a friend. Asking for a friend. But that was nice of you to volunteer your dad to be my friend. Yeah. I appreciate that. No problem. So, you know, that's all the all of my do I have. So, you sure you don't have any more? I don't got no more. Oh, I can close this out with words of wisdom. Let's do it. Words of wisdom. You know, I like it. The words of, words of wisdom by Keith. Which, by the way, CB Burkhart told me the other day. I should call it Wow. So, the wow, the wow section. Yes, it is the wow moment of the day. So. The wow moment from Keith. So just remember this. If you feel down, just remember your name is probably a sensitive subject in someone else's relationship. So very wise words, very wise words from from Mr. Sutton. That's right. The wow moment. We really do appreciate everybody joining us for the Burkhardt Insurance Agency. Real funny dad joke segment of the show. Hunter, we appreciate you bringing some dad jokes to us, man. Yeah, thanks, Hunter. We, Thank you. you. You stepped up the game for us, made it better for us. So appreciate that. We also are looking forward to next week. We're going to have a special guest, Coach Brian Rayner from Parkway High School Boys Basketball Team is going to be on the show. He's going to join us on the sidewalk next week. Really looking forward to that. Again, thank you all so much for your support, for watching, liking, subscribing. We're on every platform that you can find a podcast on. We're on, we're on Twitter, we're on YouTube, we're on iHeartRadio, we're on Spotify, we're on Apple. Matter of fact, Keith, I have not told you this yet. What's that? I got an email from Apple that said we were like number 157th. Really? In the nation. Way to go. For entertainment podcast. All right. That's what I'm talking about. We're in the top 200, baby. That's big. 157 in the nation. We are going to make it nationwide before you know it. That's right. 157 in the nation, people. Keep on going. Let's get up to the top 100. And we can only be there because of you guys. That's right. I'm excited. 157 in the nation. Yes, sir. Now, that's, it might might only be 157. Might only be 158. But the email got me excited. That's right. Said we were 157. You know what? Nobody will ever have to know how many. I, I guarantee you there's more than 158. But that's awesome. We're 157. I'm excited about that. It's good stuff. I'm going to tell everybody. Thank you all for joining us on the sidewalk. Have a great week. We'll see you next week. See you next week on the sidewalk. Peace. Peace. Peace.